<laughs> Welcome to Jets Rewind, and uh, this is Marty Shupak. I'm joined by Ralph Sharega in Boston. Uh, Ray Clifford, who is out in California right now. Ray, what city are you in? I'm in a town called Eagle Rock, which is basically right next to Glendale. Okay. Oh, oh, I Glendale. Glendale's big. All right. And um, I, I'm in Valley Cottage, New York, our home studios. And we're recording this on Friday night. Um, I guess it's uh, August 6th, the night before the, the infamous green and white scrimmage. <laughs> Which is always better, a real disappointment. Better known as touch football with shoulder <laughs> pads. It's not even flag football. Oh, my God. It's terrible. It really is. <laughs> But um, we have a lot to talk about. We had a full week of practice. Um, we're going to. I know I'm exhausted. Have a trivia question. Before we do, I just want to read one thing. I got a tweet from uh, Ray's buddy, Rich Samini, right before we came on. Guard Alex Lewis, who left practice yesterday with what was called a head injury, has been placed on the exempt slash left squad list, which I don't know what that means. Whatever it means, it means someone else needs to has a chance to step the up. The team uh, has received a roster exemption for him. Right tackle George Fan has been removed from the COVID nineteen list. Well, so, for so me, that meant uh, he ain't coming back anytime soon. That's for sure. That's that's what it sounds like. All right, Ralph, you have one of your um, trivia time. Yes, trivia time. Okay. Whenever okay, in the year twenty fifteen, how many Jets made the Pro Bowl, and can you name them? 2015. 2015? Yeah. I'll give you a hint. That was the year Ryan Fitzpatrick had a great year. That was Ryan Fitzpatrick? That was his big year, yeah. Okay. I know one of them. That was Todd Bowles' first year, I believe, yeah. Yeah, I got I got one of them. Todd Bowles, man, he just got a big contract. Big contract extension, yeah, good thing. Todd Bowles is a classic example of a guy who's a really good coordinator, but he's not a good coach. You know? That's okay. I mean, he's a good guy. That's fine, man. Yeah. Although Bill Belichick, it took him his second shot, but maybe Bowles is next chance, and he probably will get another chance. Going back, uh, the classic was uh, the Giants' Arn Spaws, I remember from my right. yeah. years ago. Our young listeners don't know who he is. He was the coordinator for um, – Don Shula did it. He was unbelievable. But as the a no-name defense, they were yeah. absolutely amazing with lack of talent. Yeah. They were just so, they were so together that team. Yeah. Anyway, let's get to the Jets right away. Every day, guys, it seems it's Lawson Moore, more Lawson, Lawson Moore. Um, these guys, it's all you hear. I, I heard the best quote though I liked was from Connor Hughes. He said. He's been going into practice now, trying to focus on something else, but his eyes keep going over to uh, to Elijah Moore. Moore. He's just yeah. the guy's been unbelievable. So, um, besides those two, could we come up each of us three players who uh, have excited us so far? Is this right now, or we're excited about moving forward? So, just so oh, I so so far up until now, they've uh, they've you know excited you. They've it made you feel like uh, there might be something there with these guys. Okay, I'll go first. One to me is obvious. You know, I'm, I'm the head of the Bryce Huff fan club. He's been having a very, very good uh, preseason. When they put him in there, he's been doing the job. He actually did the job last year. I've said this before on the show. He didn't play a lot of snaps, but if you look at the quality, 
he gave the Jets some really good quality. I just watched about a couple of minutes of his highlights from last year, which aren't that many. But you know, the guy, the guy made plays. I mean, he he's he's going to be. I think he's going to be a player. He made plays, which yeah, which is incredible. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, two other players. Oh, you're uh, doing it on the fly here. Well, I wrote it down. I, I don't think I understood the question from what we've seen or heard, because I wrote down Denzel Mims. But oh, <laughs> <laughs> but obviously wrong, wrong category. Uh, right. But uh, I'll tell you what, um, Michael Carter and I've been on the bandwagon with him. And the reason with Michael Carter I like is because just like yesterday or the day before, he dropped two passes and then all of a sudden he catches a pass and he splits the defense, goes for a touchdown. So uh, let's say I'm excited about those two with a question mark on Mims. Okay, uh, Ray, what three players are you excited about besides Carl Lawson and Elijah Moore? Um, I want to see what Davis does as, as a linebacker that we brought in. Jared Davis. Uh, excited that our linebacking core might actually be uh, way improved over last year. And uh, I was going to say Michael Carter, too, on offense, but um, you're allowed. Well, I know, but I thought maybe change it up a little. Uh, uh, I also want to see uh, how, uh, uh, how, uh, so, and this isn't just about rookies, right? This is anybody, right? Anybody, yeah. yeah. I'm kind of interested to see how uh, far, and now I'm blanking on his name, the guy we picked up from Buffalo, the tight end, might push Herndon. Tyler Croft, yeah. Yeah. Tyler Croft. Yeah. Yeah. Croft. I think he could really push things. So, yeah. Uh, He's actually a very good pick, and he actually made a nice play the other day, diving for a yeah. ball. Which is what was the other thing? Disappointing. Well, Not let yet. me do mine first. Let Ralph do uh, his. <laughs> yeah, uh, you guys covered most of mine. Uh, Tyler Croft, I have. Uh, I think, I think right. You know, it's a crowded uh, tight end room, but I, I think he's he's the number one tight end right now. I think I think by the middle of the season, he and Herndon will be one on one. A Herndon's beginning to show a little more. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Marty, I remember Marty, you said that uh, you liked Croft as a signing. You thought he was a little under the radar. And, uh, yeah. I think he's a solid professional guy. He's, he's he, um, Jared Davis. I like Jared Davis from the start. He's got physical talent. I, I think he was just in a bad situation with Patricia in Detroit. He's, he's intense. He's like Carl Lawson. He got into a fight the other day. I think you need some of that on defense. So yeah. I, I, I'm really kind of uh, uh, high on him. And the two Bryces, Bryce Huff, who I loved out of college, and I think that guy's a player. He's similar size, actually, to Lawson. I kind of thought that uh, that Salah wanted bigger defensive ends. But, you know, as Salah says, you know, good players come in all shapes and sizes. And now that Franklin uh, Myers is hurt, um, Huff's got a shot now to really, uh, uh, you know, put his stamp on that, that position. And Bryce Hall, I, I think Bryce Hall, yeah, I think he's there. He's one of their two corners. I think then the next one will be next year, their first pick in the draft. But, you know, they've got all these other guys. And you've got to figure maybe one of them will play. Well, we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Well, but, uh, yeah. Ralph, it's funny you mentioned Tyler Croft. You were on vacation and I mentioned to Ray that uh, a few years ago, I guess it was with Cincinnati, he had seven TD receptions. I think we hurt Ray's feelings. <laughs> and uh, 
No cats, yeah. right, Ray? What was that? No cats no. this week. No, but there's dogs, but I made her put them in the other room. <laughs> so anyway, Ralph, he had like seven TD receptions of Cincinnati. Right, yeah. And I looked up, guess when the last time a Jet tight end had seven TD receptions? Uh, Mickey Schuler. Close. Rich Caster. Rich Caster. Is that unbelievable? All those years? It's unbelievable. Think about it. The, you know, they just have a lot of unbelievable stats in their history. <laughs> I hate to say it. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just incredible. And the fact that Ryan Fitzpatrick is their record holder for quarterbacks as far as right. touchdown passes goes okay. is, is Ray, embarrassing. I'm going to have you go first on the next one, but I just want to ask Ralph one thing. Uh, you mentioned that they're going to probably go for a cornerback with one of their first round picks. They have two of them. And again, I don't want to digress from the Jets too much. This guy at LSU, Stingley, I've been reading a lot of pub about him. Do you know anything yeah. about him? Is, is he related to the other Stingley? He is. I think he's a son. He's a junior. Yeah. Daryl. Poor Daryl Stingley. Uh, What's his name? Derek Stingley? No, Daryl. It's Daryl Jr. Oh, it is that. It or, is. or maybe, or is it Derek? I don't know. I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll know more. You know, the funny thing is that LSU has two guys who are considered first-round picks in their defensive backfield, their two corners. And their, def and their, their pass defense last year was one of the worst in the country. Go figure that. Wow. Maybe we should draft them both with our number one picks. Okay. All right, Ray. Yes. Uh, we're going to go 180 degrees from the last question. Three players who have disappointed you so far in the uh, training camp. Uh, Mims, Marty's favorite for being. <laughs> well, you know, if it weren't for Mims, Jet fans wouldn't have anything to get all bent out of shape over right now. So, I mean, he's really serving a purpose. Yeah, they need somebody to gripe about. Um, Mims has been the one who I really want to see on the field, and I haven't. Um, I know Marty will probably say Becton. Becton hasn't disappointed me because he's going against Lawson, and I think this is the best thing that could happen to No, no, I, I, you'll see more, but go oh, ahead. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. But Lewis, obviously, just, you know, was, has been even more of a bum than I thought he would be. So um, Which I guess Lewis? we'll go Wait, with Alex Lewis and then uh, Lewis, Alex Lewis. And then uh, so far, you know, um, I haven't been impressed with – I was going to say, you can't say uh, uh, one of the DBs, and I can't think of his name now. You're I was going to say Gidry, but it wasn't Gidry. I was bless thinking. Austin? Yes, Bless Austin has disappointed me. He's actually, I think from what I've read and seen, the last two practices, though, he's come up. Yeah, he's starting to come back, but I expected him to be a lot sharper just out of the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go, Ralph. Um, well, I hope I don't really shock you guys. One of the disappointments right now for me is uh, Morgan Moses. Uh, from what I've read, his pass blocking has been really below average. And He's making Bryce Huff look good. Bryce Huff has gone around him like uh, I used to go around Ralph. Oh, yeah, Bryce. that's the question. Is this because of Huff or because of Moses? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, could be a little bit of a combination of both. Yeah. So I, I hope he could straighten that yeah, out. He always had the reputation of being a better run blocker. Much better run blocker, right. And look, the guy's a great locker room guy, but he's got he's to pass protect, you know? 
I mean, from what I hear, some of the, a lot of the training camp, um, the pocket has just collapsed too many times from what I hear. Now, again, the defense is always ahead of the offense in training camp. We know that. So hopefully it'll take time. Hopefully they'll communicate all that stuff. But he's one. And I had some high hopes for Captain Morgan, the quarterback. And I'm a little disappointed. He's looked better the last couple of days. But I was really hoping, like, um, they could play him and maybe flip him for, like, a third or fourth round pick as the quarterbacks start to go down in the NFL. Um, and the last one, I, I, I just threw one in there, the kicker, Chris Nager from SMU. Uh, he wasn't bad yesterday, but he's been a lot worse than I thought he'd been. I thought he would have been a lot more competitive. So those are my three, Morgan Moses, Captain Morgan, Chris Nager. They've disappointed me so far. All right, Ralph, you're, you're oh, up. Oh, good. So I got uh, three fresh faces here. Um, Kenny Eboa. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping for a little more from him. They paid him a lot of money, and right now he's way down on the uh, on the depth chart. And, you know, he – I, I, I'd be surprised if they cut him because they, they paid him a tremendous amount for an undrafted free agent, but uh, yeah, he needs to step up. Ashton Davis, you know, I mean, Zuniga, I'm not surprised. I didn't expect anything from him. I think he's, he's just a, uh, an injury prone guy. Ashton Davis, I thought really excited to see what he could do this year. I'm feeling like he's got some Dean Milner disease in him. You know, I, it's just, He's just been hurt like every – he's always hurt, you know. It's just uh, – it's it's disappointing. And the third guy, I'm not so much disappointed as I wonder where he is, is that's Jamie and Sherwood. I have not heard one word about that guy from columnists, from coaches. He was their first draft pick after all the offensive guys. Um, and, Ray, if you really want steam to come out of your ears, I don't know if you've been aware about Trey Smith. No, he's, but... he's playing with the first teamers and he's getting some real good uh, press. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, that, you know, we're, that if was... we had hair, we'd be pulling it out. It was, yeah. you know, yeah. they had so many opportunities to get him. Every round. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right up until he was taken, I'm like, he's still there, he's still there. Um, nope. And by the Not way, TV. Ray, uh, you might have been traveling out to California from Ohio, but... Um, Believe it or not, there was a Blake Cashman sighting during the week. <laughs> yes, he made a, I guess, got an interception. Yeah. What do you do? Trip over somebody and no, make a tackle? He, he, it was, a, I think, it was a tip pass that uh, he intercepted and went and took him in for a score. Wow. So I, I thought that was really good. All right, now look, this is the time we're going to do uh, Marty's quick trivia. Okay. Right, you're looking up. What happened? Are they bombing? I, I was going to let you guys know. I was waiting to see what would happen. The, the women's marathon is going on in the Olympics, and the American girl was sticking right with the leaders here until the last mile. She's dropped back just a little bit. But, uh, God, I thought we might have the biggest upset of the get the Somalian or whatever Ethiopian marathon machine out of yeah. the lead. I haven't I mean, watched let those, let those Somalians win something. I, yeah, I haven't know. watched anything though. Last night I saw this interesting game. They call it handball. Yeah, it looked pretty. It looked really, it looks rough. It looked like a game we played at camp. When are they going to have stickball in the Olympics? That's I don't. Know. I All right. <laughs> Quick trivia for the, for the broomstick. Well, not, and I'm I'm pretty sure I heard this correctly. I think next Olympics cornhole will be one of them. Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> 
beer Olympics. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get the, uh, that, that extra channel for that. How great is that? All right. The theme this week for Marty's Quick Trivia is the Jets coordinators. Oh, Mike LaFleur, the offensive coordinator, this is an easy one, attended Elmhurst College in Illinois. He played quarterback in 2006, 2007. But in 2008, he was captain and started 10 games at another position. What was the other position? So you could guess at it. No. Nose tackle. No. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's not you. Um, Gunner on the special teams. Ray? Take a Safety. guess. Safety. You're absolutely right. He started. You do that? No, he started 10 games at safety, and we all know that he's the brother of uh, Matt LaFleur, who went to uh, Saginaw Valley State University in Michigan. All right, the next question. Ralph, you can power five schools, yeah. Uh. The defensive coordinator, Jeff Ulbrich, was drafted at the University of Hawaii in the third round. Now, before that, he went to two other colleges, like Elgin Baylor. Um he, w- he went to San Jose State, but he started at a junior college called Gavilin Junior College in Gilroy, California. Mm, Only one other NFL pro went to Gavilin College. It was a quarterback, pretty well known. Okay, just the, the, the hint is... The Aaron college- Rodgers. <laughs> nope. Aaron Rodgers went to a community college. I was just saying, yeah. It's it's located in Gilroy, uh, California. Okay. I'll give you another hint. This quarterback, he's only one of 13 NFL quarterbacks to throw a 99 yard touchdown pass. He's not around anymore, I assume. He's not playing now. Mm. Um, Bill Munson. No, right? He threw a 99 yard. Uh, wow. Here's, here's <laughs> another hint. Hint three. He's only one of 11 quarterbacks in NFL history who achieved two consecutive 30 touchdown passing seasons. And he made the Pro Bowl four times in 2000, 2001, oh, 2002, geez. 2007. Give oh, up. Oh, man. It's going to kill Ralph. All right, I'll give you the answer. Jeff Garcia. Mm. Which is interesting. I was looking at him, and um, his lifetime passing yardage was uh, over 25,000 yards. He had 161 TDs and 83 interceptions. Quarterback rating of 87.5. All right. So he had that great playoff game against the Giants. Remember when they came from way behind? Yeah, he did. Was, uh, what's his name? Jeremy Shockey was in that game. He was big, but right. Had, yeah, Garcia had some good years, and he played. He, he had a good Canadian career too. Uh, he did. You're absolutely right. And he was a assistant coach up there for a while. All right, Ray. Yes. Uh, let's assume Bryce Hall is the starting cornerback. Who do you think is going to be opposite him? Uh, when they're in Carolina first game? Uh, as much as he's disappointed me, I still think it'll be Bless Austin unless he, you know, really tanks it during the preseason games. I think he's the one best suited to start anyway. Whether or not he'll still be there by the end of the year, I don't know. But starting, I think it'll be Austin. Ralph? 
Yeah, I agree. You know, that someone the other day asked Sal if you think about rotating cornerbacks, and he said, no, he said, that, that doesn't work. They've tried that. No. So my question is, because I think it'll be Austin, too, is, you know, if Austin doesn't do well a few games into the season, which one of those other guys steps up and takes his spot? You know, that's uh, – well, yeah, I, I said Austin, but I said he'll be replaced. But, Ralph, that, that's a good point. And I circled uh, as possible replacements. Brandon Eccles and Isaiah Dunn, I've heard some good stuff about Eccles this week that he's really been doing well. So He's uh, fast. Uh, he's, yeah. But Dunn, I heard more about at the beginning. I haven't heard much about him lately. Yeah. I still like uh, Jason Pinnock. I, I like his range, and I've seen him make some nice plays. I like him. Has has he done much? Yeah, he's made some plays. I've seen him make uh, pass defend some plays and break up some. I, I think it's one of those three guys. I say by the end of the year, one of those three guys has a starting spot. I don't know which one, but uh, you know, Eccles has been, you know, he's been, uh, he, he's been the, the uh, flavor of the week this week, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, they gave done uh, first team uh, reps this week too. Right. You know, I like the way he does it. You know, he's like he wants to give these guys a chance uh, with the first team to see what they can do. It's it's good. Ralph, do you think Robert Sallet is? I mean, he's kind of dynamic, but do you think he's too politically correct the way he's treating the players? I mean, and and again, and I guess you know there was a, an extreme case this week with Giant Camp where there was a huge team rumble a fight and they asked Salah and he you know he, he gave a like a politically correct answer you know about, about that sort of thing about making guys run but do you think he's he's you know look it's it's we're not in the Vince Lombardi era but should there be a little bit of Vince Lombardi and and um, Bill Parcells that he brings into training camp I think, you know, I think coaches have to be who they are. I think they can. I think that's one of the <clears throat> reasons so many of Belichick's coaching tree has failed because they all went to these other teams, tried to be Bel Belichick and not themselves, and it didn't work. I think Sal is who he is. I think in this day and age, his style <clears throat> is probably more appropriate. You know, I remember Rex Ryan. He wanted to be one of the guys and a clown. I remember that whole hamburger incident. He suddenly got <clears throat> pissed off. It was it was uh, it was inconsistent with who he was, and uh, I don't think Sal is going to start, you know, making guys do laps. I think this is the way he coaches, and that's why he gets the respect of the players, and they play for him. Was um, it a hand? Uh, you know, Pete Carroll's pretty much been like that for his career. Right. He has, and uh, yeah, he's been around for a while. And it worked. It's worked. <laughs> it works. Yeah, Ray, no, what's but, what's your feeling about Sal and the, his style? Uh, Sal, Sal said. I think even in his first press conference, that he, he isn't somebody who's going to sit out there and chew a guy out in front of everybody on the field. He'll take him aside and talk to him and tell him what he, how to do it differently. And, you know, everybody can look at it. You know, sometimes people think you need somebody to be a bit of a taskmaster. But, I mean, if you have enough respect, and I think Salah does, at least at this point, you know, just kind of giving him a talking to. I, I bet if he has to get in their face more, he would. He, he's pretty fiery when you watch him from being a, the special teams coach or whatever there at, at San Fran, the, the guy on the sideline going, you know, kind of ballistic at times when the guys were doing some good stuff. Uh, interesting, though, when you say you hate when a coach uh, 
gets a new coach, tries to act like his predecessor, like the Belichick thing. Remember McDaniel going to Denver and yeah. put on the sweatshirt and cut off the sleeves? And I was like, okay. <laughs> You are the same way. Him. Uh, yeah. And, um, you, you don't really know till the last, and I say this about the quarterback, the last two minutes of game when you're down by four points. To me, yeah. that's when you really find out about a quarterback and a coach. Um, yeah. And that's what we'll see with, with this guy. And again, I'm a little positive. There's one thing that I meant to bring up because he's from uh, Dearborn, Michigan. And I think mm-hmm. he's Lebanese, and they have a big Lebanese population there. Yeah. I think so, yeah. And I think he interviewed with the Lions first. Did the Lions ever offer him the job? I, I don't know. remember that. But I remember all the people talking about him sign here is he really wanted this job. I mean, I'm – and, you know, you can say that after he's been hired, say it, but, you know – I thought when he walked out the door from our interview, I was like, well, that's it. He ain't going to, he's not signed here. He, they let him, they let him out of the building. And, but everything I heard was he wanted this one. So. Well, the one thing I'll say is he looks incredibly comfortable as head coach. Yeah. And uh, he, he has all the answers. Okay. The next question is um, uh, who's going to win the, Slot corner between Javelin Guidry and Michael Carter the second. Okay, uh, I'm going to go first. I, I have a affinity for Javelin Guidry, but from what I've read, it sounds like Michael Carter the second is going to take that spot. And um, listen, may the best man win. If he's better, then give him that spot. He's supposed to be a very intelligent guy, from what I hear. So, uh, well, he's a dookie, you know. Yeah, we're Duke. So uh, just like Jamison Crowder, right? Is Jamison Crowder from Duke? Yeah. So yeah. I, I would say he's on the Jets. Wow. And then you got, what's his name? Uh, across uh, the street, Daniel Jones. Uh, yeah. Wow. So Michael Carter, the second. Uh, Ralph, who do you say? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you on that. Um, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, it's funny. Ray and I were so frustrated that they didn't trick Trey Smith, but, you know, they got the, the uh, linebacker slash safety, whose name uh, we can't pronounce, uh, Carter, um, and all those cornerbacks. You know, maybe they'll get some they'll get some tra- mileage out of some of these these later picks. You know, they look like they're doing well. I don't know if it's just that there's nobody else there, <laughs> but uh, I have hope for this draft. Yeah. And, and- uh- Go ahead, Ray. Before I answer, a quick update. We didn't win, but our girl came in third, so we got a bronze in the marathon, and she only finished about 26 seconds back. So that was pretty good. She hung pretty hung pretty well for the, uh-huh. the temps over there in the hundreds. But anyway, uh, back to the football. Uh, I, I, I know they're going to go with the guy they drafted, at least eventually, I think, unless he's a, a bum. And, and I think eventually it will be Carter, but – I think Gidry's shown enough that he might actually, I could see him being the starter out of the gate. Uh, end of the year, I'm not going to, you know, who knows. But I, I think he's got a shot to be the starter on opening day if he keeps uh, playing the way he did so yeah. far in camp. Yeah, he's got the speed. All right, as we enter the fourth quarter, I wrote down a question. We'll go through it pretty quickly. Um I want us to name on defense who we, who we want to be the front seven, not who we think is going to be the front seven. So um, I'm going to go first. 
Okay, um, left defensive end Carl Lawson, the two tackles, Sheldon Rankins, Queen and Williams, and the right defensive end, I'm putting Bryce Huff, but I put in parentheses Ronald Blair the third. There's a guy I haven't heard his name also. I forgot about it. Yeah, he's an interesting guy, and I, I he might end up starting on the pup list because I think he's coming off a, an injury. But if you look at his um, his play when he before he was injured, he was coming on strong. Then he got injured. Uh, linebackers, I have Jared Davis, C.J. Mosley, and I put he's not that big, but I put the guy whose name we can never pronounce, Hamsun Nizilidin. Who's only, yeah, who's only 6'3", 215, but... If I'll probably you, build him up a little. Yeah, yeah if, if you look up what he did in college, he was in the box a lot. So, um, and, and again, he's coming off an injury. And he, when they did the senior day, he didn't do a couple of things because uh, he didn't feel he was at his best physically. I'm hoping that he's going to start the season, um, unlike Bryce Hall, who missed the first few games, so that's my front seven. Ray, who do you like? Uh, why don't you let Ralph go? I'm still debating. Okay, go ahead, Ralph. I mean, I, you know, the only he didn't do his homework, Ralph. Uh, yeah. Well, that's that's that California life. <laughs> back. Um, yeah, I mean, the only things that the only differences I have, I, I agree with you on the linebackers. You know, Foley Fatakasi. He's awfully good against the run, and he's playing great in the, the, uh, the training camp. So I think, you know, he's going to be rotating, and that's a three-man rotation, those three guys in the middle. And I also think uh, I like Bryce up very much, but I also like Franklin Myers. I don't know how badly he's hurt, what, uh, how long he's going to be out for. But, uh, you know, I, I know that Salah – Unlike cornerbacks, he, he does like to rotate his, his linemen to keep them fresh, which I think is a great idea. Because the thing that drives you nuts is, you know, your defensive line plays great for three quarters. Then in the fourth quarter, the quarterback's coming from behind. He's, he's throwing on every pass, and they start getting exhausted. They can't rush the passes. So I, I think the depth on the defensive line is, is, is going to be great. I uh, haven't heard much about the rookie Marshall. Have you? No. I haven't heard his name once. To be I mean, honest. he looked like a good player on film, but uh, um, you know, he might take might take a year for him. I, I heard about this guy, Ralph and Ray. Um, I haven't heard him in a while, but he was an undrafted free agent from um, Rutgers. I guess is is Michael Duanfor. Yeah. yeah he, I, he, he did well in the um, OTAs, and he had a first or second day. He looked pretty good, but I haven't heard his name since. So uh, we'll have to see. Um, they got a lot of guys that are going to be cut that, uh, that they seem to like. Yeah, and uh, Ralph, you had the last question before we get to your trivia question as we're going to close this out, that who will be the best defensive lineman this year? So that yeah. includes against the run and against the pass. Um, right. Before we do that, let me give you another quick one. You ready? A quick cue. All right. With sacks, who would you take? Quinn and Williams and Carl Lawson combine or the field? Ray, total sacks. You have Quinn and Williams and Carl Lawson together, their sacks, or the rest of the field? I'll go with the field. Um, I don't know. I, I'd like to see Lawson finish more, and, and he talks about that, that maybe this year he'll get to him more. That's a, 
part of his focus. But if he's the loss in of past years, then he'll get a lot of pressure, but not a lot of sacks and uh, push him to other guys. So um, you take the field on that one. All right, Ralph. I mean, I think Lawson's going to get double-digit sacks, but I'll still go with the field. You know, if, say, he gets 10 or 11 and Quinn Williams gets 10 or 11, that's pretty good. That's 20. I would hope that the Jets are going to get, you know, at least twice that. <clears throat> I would be a little disappointed if they don't. I'm going to go with uh, Williams and Lawson. I think Lawson's going to turn a lot of those pressures into oh. sacks. I'll be happy if he does. And the other thing is I, I have a feeling Quentin Williams is going to have to play himself into shape for a couple yeah, of games. Yeah. But, I, I knew he was going to be ready right away when they said he Yeah, ready. well, I'm, I'm happy that they're really yeah, taking which is hard to pull. Yeah. All right. Uh, best defensive lineman. Go ahead, Ralph. I'm going to go with Lawson just because of what I said. I think it will take Williams a couple of games to get. And I just think this is Lawson's breakout year. I mean, he's it just seems like he's in his own. He's in a new system that works for him. He's got the guys in the middle who are going to put pressure up the middle, and I, I think this is this is his breakout year. The, the league learns about him. Uh, Ray, who do you like? Best defensive lineman? Well, I don't want to, you know, I think everybody would say loss, and if they could, I'm, I'm going to hope that uh, that uh, Quinn and Williams uh, benefits from Lawson and has just a, a monster year, and that's going to be my – Barring injuries, obviously, um, but if he stays on the field, I think Quinn and Williams could just build on last year and and uh, go even further. So I'm going to go with Quinn. And I, I'm going to agree with Ray. I, I'm going to say Quinn and Williams. That will, he'll be the best lineman this year. Well, I'll tell you, it's a it's a good thing, a good position to be in for it's the Jets. We haven't had this in a while. Uh, <laughs> I, I just I could just hope they don't jump off sides five times a game. As long as they have six sacks a game. All right. Ralph's classic trivia, Ralph. Let's uh, repeat the question. Question is, in 2015, that was the Ryan Fitzpatrick year, world record-breaking year, how many Jets made the Pro Bowl? Can you name them? Uh, Ray, you want to go first? or you? I came up with one. I can only think of two that might have, and I'm not even sure that's right. So I'm going to go with two. Go ahead, Ray. Name the who I thought of one. Fitz and Marshall. Oh, I just said Brandon Marshall. I don't think Fitz made it. Believe it or not, they were five. Five? There were more. Yeah. I, I couldn't think of who was on our defense. That's how we didn't win the Super Bowl, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Fitz didn't have a bad game against Buffalo. Yes, we the other three were on special teams. Yeah. <laughs> no, none of them are on special teams. <laughs> All right. Let's hear some names. Go ahead. But Marshall. Marshall definitely. He probably had the best year in the history of the Jets as a wide receiver. Oh, he did. He did, without yeah. a doubt. But go ahead, na name him, Ralph, as the clock is Fitz walking. didn't make it? No, Fitzpatrick. I thought he might have been it. an alternate. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mo Wilkerson. Oh. Revis, which surprised me. I guess he had that one. Mangold. And the last one is the hard one. Chris Ivory. Chris Ivory. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's a that's a good. Just had a good year. That was their last good year. Uh, yeah. Until yeah. this year. Yeah. Wasn't that the uh, horrid Buffalo game? By yeah, yeah. yeah. They would have won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we had everybody scared. Until yeah. All right. Listen, Jet fans, enjoy the Green and White White scrimmage tomorrow night. 
Hopefully, let's hope, as usual, there are no injuries. That's what we want to come away with. And well, then, like you said, I think it's touch football, Mark. And then, so. Yeah, and then a week from Saturday, we will be playing the Giants. I can't wait for that. <laughs> for Ralph Shurega, Where's that game going to be played, by the way? For Ralph Shurega, Yale Bowl. Ralph Shurega, <laughs> Ray Clifford, and Marty Shupak. Uh, and by the way, check out our website, JetsRewind.com. And please give us a... Uh, like a five-star review and like us and all that sort of good stuff. And check we'll out send your money. Check out our uh, Jets Rewind uh, YouTube channel. Until next time, go Jets. <laughs>